Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday podcast. Uh, I've got Ross here with me. Hi, Ross. Hi, Tom. Hello, everybody. We're sorry there's not been quite as many podcasts recently. We're gradually easing back uh, on uh, everything as perhaps people are able to meet a little bit more out in the open and even now perhaps a few people in each other's houses. Um, But we do want to keep this uh, avenue open, this way of getting information to you. So um, do keep looking out for the podcast. Now, Ross, on, uh, uh, I think it was late June, uh, the announcement came through from the government that churches uh, and places of worship would be able to reopen as of uh, the weekend of the 4th, 5th of July. Now, that obviously presents some, some very big and serious questions to us as a church. How do we, we reopen? When do we reopen? What precautions need to be put in place? And I'm aware, having read a little bit and listened to a little bit on this, that there's so much to consider here. Can you just give us a, an update on where we're at and what we're thinking about with that? Yes, and I wish I knew basically all the answers to this, but I don't. The government has indeed uh, granted uh, churches places of worship permission to reopen, uh, observing a whole host of particular uh, directives, although the responsibility as to which of those we adhere to and which we don't are primarily left to those individual places of worship but we have to be aware that we have a responsibility for health and safety at all times for everybody who comes into our building um the first dilemma i think for us is do we should we focus on a sunday and meeting up for sundays again or would it be better to start uh, in a mid smaller midweek group first of all I can see both advantages in both. And I guess if I did a little poll amongst everybody, people would give me all sorts of different feedback, which would be helpful, uh, but probably wouldn't be on a single single event um, focus. Uh, If we just think through what a Sunday, I think most of us love our Sundays and love the people we meet. And that's why church is so important to us. If we were to think this through, um, we'd have to do a very significant risk assessment to identify all the risks that we're exposing everybody who comes into the building at any time to. Um, and so we could do that. We would be doing that risk assessment. Then if we decided to, for example, open off our, our Sunday for some people, we would, I just, I just walk you through how I see it at the moment. Having done that risk assessment, people would have to uh, form an orderly queue or we could do bookings in advance. People would have to enter uh, socially distanced. They would have to sanitize their hands as they come in. They would then have to go to, I think, a pre-arranged or pre-identified seating, either individually or in a little perhaps household bubble. They would have to sit there. Uh, the service would um, take place. Uh, they could participate as far as they could, but that would be no singing. So there'd be no singing at all. Uh, they'd have to minimize touching anything and everything because we'd have to clean afterwards. Um, at the end, we would have to leave in a socially distanced way without that delightful tea or coffee time and social time together. Um, and then we'd have to depart from the premises, observing social distance and indeed get back to our cars, socially distanced. Working all that through from the means of a full church is interesting. There are some who we'd really discourage from working. That The risk to their health would be significant. Most of us are aware that uh, dear Edry and Melissa have health issues. So Clover and Paul, who normally preach, would have to be very careful where we put them in a perspex bubble or not. I'm not sure yet. I doubt it, but have to do something along those lines or be very careful. Uh, children, younger children 
are not aware of social distancing. We couldn't run Sunday school. We could possibly run a podded crèche for little bubblelets, but that is a whole host of work itself. So there's a massive amount to think about uh, for a Sunday. Uh, one church we know of is planning to run four small services a day, two adults, two for adults and two all age. Um, we can, we're thinking about that and how could that operate? Or we could perhaps take a slightly simpler looking route and perhaps look at doing something midweek for a, a small select group and do multiple ones of those. However, everything will have to be, well, everything we possibly come into that could be contagious or infectious after a meeting needs to be cleaned thoroughly or left for at least 72 hours. But actually, I even heard on the news this morning, some are saying 72 hours isn't long enough. So we're having to be guided. I don't want to sound like Boris, but the, the science at the moment as well. Given what we know, we can work towards uh, having smaller Sundays, and that will not be a full church socially distanced. We may even have to wear masks too, because that sounds like that's an increasingly uh, uh, demanded profile as well. So in amongst all this, we're working on the best plan, I think, for some to reopen at some point. Um, personally, I think I'd like to try it little midweek groups first to get our processes and protocols working better then when we're more more familiar with that then we can then try a bigger group but this is all subject to much more work in terms of risk assessment and understanding the whole thing mm. i probably missed out a lot but does that give you some idea tom no thanks and i think it's really important to say that this is a this is a complicated uh issue there are going to be different decisions from different churches obviously uh, within Bath there are all kinds of different churches with different sized congregations different buildings and there will be different decisions reached and we need to make a a wise decision based on our building based on our congregation based on uh, the, the decisions that we make um, yeah. a, a, as a church yeah. and, and also what we do together has to be better than what we're doing over the internet at the moment too what you and chris and ed and many others have contributed to being able to have our sundays in our homes means we don't get fellowship but we have a rich time actually so by opening up we want to obviously sound like i'm a salesman now enhance the worship experience <laughs> by meeting together <laughs> that's a very poor you understand what i'm saying so but there's no point in meeting up if actually it's, it's detrimental We've got new uh, technology coming in, haven't we, that enables us to do more in terms of recording and streaming, which is great. But then how we use that for those who are staying at home still and enhance the meeting up is another, uh, not so much challenge, but just needs to be carefully thought through. So we, we go on, you know, we can go on being a blessing to all of us continually until we get back to normal, whenever that might be. Yeah. But then also we have the building project. Now we've got to feed that into the equation too. And I don't know whether we want to talk about that, Tom, or whether we just leave that. We've, we've appointed, no, we, we, yeah, we've identified the contractor we wish to work with. We're in correspondence with them. We will start talking to them about which parts of the building we hope to continue to use uh, without slowing down their timeline at all. Uh, and so we have to weave that perspective into this wonderful tapestry. Um, in the coming well in the next few weeks on that um part of the reason for selecting the contractor we have is they seem 
um, amenable, well, very understanding of what we're trying to do and amenable to talking and working out detail with us. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm optimistic at the moment about being able to <laughs> get this massive um, conundrum resolved as best we can in, in, in the right sense of time. I'd also just say, which I meant to say earlier, that July 4 was when a lot of places, public places opened up. And I think we need to come one little eye upon what the R factor is doing locally in the coming weeks. Hopefully, hopefully it'll stay very suppressed. But if it does spike, as that poor old pub in Burnham on Sea uh, <laughs> opened for one night and closed again. Uh, and that's another point. We'll have to keep a, a record of everybody coming into the building too so that we can track and trace ourselves in the sad situation where somebody does is identified as um, COVID positive. Mm. So there's a, there's a huge amount to think about, but we are thinking it through, working it through, and we really value people's prayers <laughs> for us as we work through it all, because we want to do right by everybody. And, you know, just, yeah, as I say, bless one another in all the capacity that we have, but to do it in the best possible way. Yeah, the issues are many and uh, the building project there as well is a, a big consideration but um, we are looking to to gather when we can but doing it in the way uh, that is as safe as possible so do be mm. praying uh, for ross especially and the rest of the leadership for uh, andy and uh, guys working on the building project as well with those considerations there's much to be thought upon and um yeah, please be praying about this and know that we're doing all we can to uh, to find solutions to this so that we can continue to, uh, as, as you put it, Ross, have a, a good worship experience on Sundays. Awful phrase, isn't it? But forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also be looking to gather again when we can in a way that's mm, safe. So mm, thank mm. you for your work already on that. And uh, we will be praying for you guys mm. as you, uh, as you, you. work further mm. on that. Mm. But I'm aware that there are going to be other needs uh, arising over the summer. And as we look to, to September and uh, ministries um, perhaps starting to, to meet again and gather again in due course. And I'm aware that there are some gaps, Ross. Can you explain more on that? Yes, I think if, if, if we look at the sort of non-Sunday, for which we're very grateful for all those who've done so much on Sundays, but there have been less well-known, there's been the, a lot of the youth groups are running, we've seen Sunday school every week uh, online, there's a lot coming online. Can we sustain, or how much of those should we sustain through end of July, August, over the summer period? That's a question, and that's been looked at at the moment. Um, we're losing, as we know, many of our ministry trainees over the next month, and they've been very supportive, but that means that resource is declining. As far as I can see, we will have two uh, trainees from September, uh, Adam Wood and Susanna Tufnell. Some of you will know Adam. Very few of you will know Susanna. She lives in Cornwall and is coming up, uh, I hope, uh, uh, next month to join us. Um, and so there are fewer trainees, so they're not going to fill the gaps, which they've done more than that, but uh, we have been able to call on them. We won't be able to in future. Certainly Noah's Ark is um, under-resourced, and even if we could start tomorrow, we can't start that tomorrow. That won't, that won't start until we find a, a, a lot more help. People who really want to get stuck into the ministry of that, that age group, I think. that's At the moment, I can't see a way forward with that, having talked to Emily Rose just recently. Um, the other other Friday youth work we oh we do need some 
Christian women. Every church needs Christian women, uh, and we need some good Christian women to help out on Fridays in the three other groups that uh, T2, Transformed, and Lighthouse. Uh, the feedback I'm getting for that is, please, can we have another woman or a woman or two women or whatever? Uh, sorry, that sounds a bit like a shopping list, doesn't it? But uh, those who know me know what I'm trying to say. Um, very grateful for all the help that we have. T2 is uh, also, the older, oldest ones, is also quite under-resourced, Tom, isn't it? And we're, we're losing a lot from there. So um, that's, that's, yeah, some issues we're not panicking over, but we'd love to be equipped and ready to meet in reality, face-to-face, -face, when those groups can and it's safe to do so. But we do need leaders and helpers in each group to be picking that up, mm. perhaps mm. in September, hopefully in September in some way. Yeah, Friday nights are a really exciting time. I know it's perhaps a difficult time of the week to to come out, but um, the opportunities there are very great. Um, even in the last few weeks, I've been going along to T2 online and some of the questions the kids are asking and the way we've been able to just honestly answer um, from the gospel has been really exciting to see them wrestling uh, with that. So please do consider getting involved yourself um, and uh, even if you feel you can't be involved, please pray regularly that people will come forward and that we'll be able to start these ministries as soon as we can when it's safe to do so, perhaps in September, perhaps a little later. Yeah. The other specific need at the moment I recognise is, of course, finding accommodation for Susanna too. So uh, uh, that'll go in the bulletin as well. But uh, I think Adam will go into the flat. And so uh, I, I need uh, to find some suitable lodgings for Susanna in the next month or so as well, which is another another challenge to me or perhaps us is better. But uh, yes, uh, any any pointers towards that would be very gratefully received as well. How long have we got, Tom? Well, I, there's more to talk about. Uh, I think this might end up being the big church oh, no. catch-up podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, Ross, when I was down to record uh, the sermons last week, I noticed that there was a very large hole in your office. What has happened? <laughs> Several large holes in the office. I've been encouraged to move out, which has been very wise. So I've moved, well, moved out entirely. Um, and actually this morning, the whole, some of the holes are being filled up because that's now becoming the new ladies' uh, toilets, restroom, whatever we like to call it. And uh, Ralph is already, with Stuart and various others, has already cracked on with that the room is stripped out the partitions going in new plumbing's going in new flooring's going in and that will hopefully be a completed new facilities for the, the blessed sisterhood uh, by the middle of august um so they're cracking on with that now um and the other big thing that we have to do is of course take down remove everything that we want to keep from all the rooms in which the builders are going to be operating uh, when they start because they are obviously their job is to take down and then rebuild and not to save bits and pieces so anything we want to do we've got to go through the church and find storage space for it all carefully boxed carefully labeled so we can find it again so it feels like you know the most horrendous house move um putting things away so yes we've got all that to do as well but if, if the work has started down at church it's 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 it, we're, we're underway um yeah, thankfully but uh and that piece which we're doing ourselves to reduce the costs is is got to be completed by by before the contract has come in mm. well that's really exciting that things have already kicked off um and uh, with vigor 
<laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, it's good news. Uh, just as we come to a close, Ross, could you share some ways we can be praying specifically for you and for the leadership team? Uh, I'm aware that we've already talked about a number of very big decisions that need to be thought through and made uh, and the ongoing management of the building project and things, and perhaps also ways to pray for the congregation. Uh, I'm aware that there are various needs that perhaps some of us are feeling very, very vulnerable and some of us might be feeling very eager to, to start meeting again and to, to, to do much more than we have been doing. Can you share some issues for prayer? Yeah, I think, I think most important, the church, I mean, we've said it again and again, the church is people. And I've been in Wigan for, I don't know, 30 something, I don't know how many years. And actually there are people, many, many people that I've known for years and some are, well, we're all older than we were, but people who have been had to shield and been uh, almost locked in for a long time haven't met many from church let's look out and pray for each other and if there's any way that we can think of a way we i mean i've said it before but we are taking flowers around to those who have identified just to say hello and as a, as, a, as a token of our love for people who have been perhaps more isolated we've been doing that we want to continue doing that but that can be a whole church thing cards letters phone calls some if somebody we haven't spoken to or haven't even thought about pray for them and how about contacting them let's continue to care and to love each other and show that love despite being separated i think that's the most important thing perhaps even more important as a sort of big building project and big changes occur let's let's continue to show that love and that care for one another and in doing so pray and share prayer needs as well um that, that there will be a range of people i'm sure some who are longing to get back and say oh it's time to get back i'm going back as soon as the door opens that's fine but may it also be wise and loving and may we not have a too much of a spirit of gung-ho-ness but a spirit of care and love i think is what i'd long for and patience too patience with us as leaders as we process through this um through all these changes we're going to be overseeing and, and, and planning over the next few months as well uh, so pray for wisdom pray for love pray for care but also pray that that would overflow to people outside our community too we've been talking about this whole church uh, project been looking to see new believers or inquirers in the seats that we're going to be accommodating how can we reach people reach out to people who are outside at the moment even though we can't gather in the building so that the lord in his marvelous way is already providing little threads of contact so that we can invite people to whatever we start doing whenever we start doing and more than that when we have more capacity to be able to remember i told you about the church building program come and have a look come and see it um other ways we could do that sort of thing so and for families and how what they're going to be doing over the summer holidays parents still working children off school i know they have been off school many of them but we're going to are we going to hit another little blip there um or challenge there let's pray for one another and think through the experiences that, and the challenges that we're all facing and continue to love care and pray for each other as well as reach out to those outside mm. thanks ross and we we also should remember to pray for you i'm aware that so much of what we've spoken about today uh, falls under your remit and that you are already very busy and <laughs> it's a busy time ahead 
So yes, we should thank be you. praying for you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Um, mm. Mm. Thank thanks you. for your time this morning. And I think we really do need to stop now, but we hope yep, that's been sure. informative to you all that uh, we're working hard to, to reopen in a safe way when we can, but please bear with us. Please be patient. Uh, and please, as you've put so well there, Ross, please be praying for each other uh, and praying for our community around us as well. So thanks, Ross, and mm. goodbye from us. Thank you, and goodbye, and apologies for the length. I was trying <laughs> to be shorter. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>